Coconut, honey, oatmeal, and all kind of shit. Soap. <laughs> I'm about to make. Oh man, soap. yo man, yeah, yeah. You, sound, you sound inspired right now. That's what's up. Hey man, hey the inspiration never left, man. Just grinding on the quiet level. Right, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? Truth be told, and the way I see it, that's the only way to do it. You know, ain't no, ain't no time for making noise and all that shit, man. Ain't about to brag. I'm just putting my head to the ground and going. That's it. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, that's respect, man. That's that's the thing I'm trying to get to the point of, man, is keeping your head, head keeping your head down, you feel me? No matter the situation, yeah. circumstances, all the variables, just still being able to have that focus. Yeah, man, like, the thing about it all, the thing about it all, man, is just being able to defeat your own demons. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. you... Like I, I was, I was thinking like this whole week, man. And you know, a lot of times, man, we as people, man, we always talk about, you know, bear, like beating our enemies. Mm-hmm. But what about the what about the enemy that's within me? You know what I'm right. saying? Like we, we, we look at our enemies as like the dude that's down the street or the dude across town, whatever have you. But if you beat the enemy inside of you, that's about seventy five percent of the battle right there. Hey, facts. That's the biggest challenge. Message. So yeah, that, man, like it's a constant thing. You just mm-hmm. gotta just beat them demons inside of you. That shit an everyday that's struggle, bro. Oh, trust me, I know, man. That's what I know, man. I guess an everyday struggle, but it can be done. Like trust like bro. Huh? Like you know me you know me for how long? However long you know me, man, like... Yeah, yeah, damn near shit. Probably over a decade at this point. Yeah, so you know me as long as you know me. Like, yeah, you didn't know I had the demons that I had back then. You had no idea, but I did. And I'm nowhere near what I was back then. Feel me? I can do it. I know anybody can do it, man. Yeah, but I mean, no, it's good, it's good, it's like I said, man, see you with that with that fire, bruh, you know what I mean, because, you know, you know what your purpose is and whatnot, and it's just good to see see, see see somebody walking in their path, man, that's always, a, that's always a good thing. That's the thing, man, like, alright, there are no, there's no such thing as a coincidence, it's only, like, none, and 
I look at it like this. I mean, I ran with Los for a while until until he he died. But through him, through through him, me and you connected. Right. It's all about them six degrees. So basically, the connection had a purpose. It wasn't what we wanted it to be back then. It wasn't for the for the music aspect of it. it wasn't right. For that, because that's that that wasn't in the cards for us. That wasn't meant to be. But. Indeed. Both of us need to understand, like, okay, you got your battles in life. I don't walk down that road. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? So, so the battles that you're going through, I can like, I can guide you through that shit. And the same battles I go through, shit, you don't walk down the same thing. So what I'm telling you is, just like I got that fire lit. That same fire can be if it's not lit inside of you, which it is because you have the dedication doing this podcast. You feel me? So yes, sir. It's just all about feeding the correct fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you feed, that's what's going to win. Whatever you feed is going to gain strength. And if you starve something that is drawing life out of you, then that's going to eventually die. So feed what is feeding you. Yes, sir. Who else? Uh, who else on the line? I just got on. I just got online, man. What's happening, everybody? What, what's going on, man? How, how, you, how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's uh, you know, going through the struggle like everybody else, man. You know. Right. Same thing. So what y'all want to talk about, man? So y'all, I jumped into part of the conversation that seemed kind of like y'all was getting in there. Nah, I was, I was, we were just there, I was kicking it, you know what I mean? I know we tried to wait, you know what I mean, you know what I mean? like 10 minutes or so, get people time to call in, so we were just shooting the breeze, catching up. Okay, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, we all, we all just need to be uh, more grateful of whatever it is that we, we got going on in our life, man. A lot of times we, um, we'll take things and we say, you know, this is a negative event. Uh, you know, things didn't go my way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you, you evolve and then you look at it and be like, man, I'm glad I ain't get tied up in XYZ. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes that same thing that we think is a cursing is actually a blessing for us. You've got to have time and patience for it. And that's the main key, man, is being be patient, patient enough to let patience come into your life. Indeed. Yeah, that's been Indeed. my hardest struggle. Hold up real quick, let me add this. Oh, I know what it is. That's you, Pops? It's S1W. <laughs> What's going on, S1? How you doing today, sir? Everything is great, lovely. How's everybody doing? All is well. All is well. Yeah, <clears throat> well we just uh, sitting around. Normally, it's give um, wait around 10 minutes or so to give other people time to call in before we get started. So we normally just... Shoot the breeze a little bit until then. All right. How's life? How's life? How's life on your end? Hey, all is good, man. No complaints. Yeah, man. Well, just uh, just to throw a little little curveball in here. I was at work the other day, and uh, you know, this this lady I was working with, she's a big big San Francisco fan, you know, football. And uh, I asked her about what she thought about a black woman, you know. Uh, I asked her about, you know, what she thought about Colin Kaepernick, and she basically called him a cool too. 
Wow. That's interesting. What what would make somebody think that though? Like calling them a coon. I, I don't know. Yeah, folks, folks, folks has got that word all screwed up, man. I think it's it's uh, in this day and age, we've taken a lot of words that that meant something to older folks and have twisted around so doggone much. It has become what reality is fake and fake is reality. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I see. Oh, go ahead, Bishop. The older woman, she probably was in her 40s, her late 40s. Early fifties, maybe, and uh, it was it was I, basically I just tried to talk to her and listen to what she was saying because I try not to judge people. You know what I'm saying? Because people come from all kinds of angles. And you can you can learn things from just the psychology of people. So she was talking, and I mean, she's a dedicated woman. She's very hard working person, and just to sit there and listen to her, um, take this guy that to me has really been, um you know, heroic in the stands that he's taking, and him, she just kind of tear this man down. She's a fan. She's talking about how much she loves the dude, but he really cooned it. I'm like, uh, how, how do you get to this point, you know, in in your psychology where we can do that to each other um, when, when we won't do that to the man that's, that's do that to us every day? You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. Yeah. That's the same thing. That's the same way of thinking or non-thought that I look at in every hood neighborhood where we'll kill each other with the quickness, but as soon as anybody that really does mean direct harm to us just because of how we look enters that same neighborhood, we don't do anything. You understand? It's almost like a psychological thing that's been going on for millennia, you feel me? It's just like they've stayed. Like I, I asked my mentor, I asked Professor Small this, you know, if we are the outright superior people, then how come these people keep whipping our asses? He told me uh. straight up and down, they kicked our royal asses. And that ass kicking for as long as we've been getting our asses kicked, has embedded into our minds to love and fear them, but also hate ourselves to the utmost. And as Brother S1 was saying, you know, we're notorious for taking words that would make our, our elders cringe, and we try to flip it and use it almost as an exclusively black thing. But at the same time, I look at that, like, I did a lot of thinking this week, man. Like, I look at using the word coon to describe somebody as, you know, bootlicking or sucking and jiving or whatever have you. I look at using that word as an insult. Like, Mm. it's almost like calling somebody Uncle Tom. Like, when, when I hear someone call somebody that is you know all skinning and grinning to Uncle Tom I automatically know that one they don't read two they never read the book Uncle Tom's Campus you feel me like the correct term to actually call these types of people would actually be Sambo because in the book 
Sambo was the one that did all the betraying, did all the boot licking, did all the shucking and jiving. You feel me? So I believe that we do need to get educated on certain things because, again, the word coon, when it began to be used, it had the utmost of negative meaning. And just because, and just like nigger, you feel me? Just because, yeah, we said, yeah, we're going to flip it around and use it as a brotherly term, whatever have you. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything because the negative meaning is so attached to it. The negative vibration is attached to it. You feel me? So we really do have to do our own research and we have to learn how to honor we have to learn how to honor the people that pretty much died for us. Oh yeah, that's and right that's, now, that's man. Some, yeah, that's that's some great knowledge because if I if I could ask a question and it's kind of rhetorical, the comments you made about this stuff is embedded in us. If if folks are old enough to see it, or you could uh, Google it, or Facebook, not Facebook, but uh, uh, YouTube it. And see the part that LeVar Burton played in Kunta Kinte, where he ran away. They called him ran away. They they beat him so merciful so he could say what? His name was Toby, okay? So they Mm -hmm. have conditioned us so much to be against each other, to like them better than we like ourselves. So you you have situations such as where... It takes a white woman getting killed in Charlottesville, Virginia, for the mayor, a white mayor of Charlottesville, to say, what? It's time to take these doggone statues down. Now, come on, folks. <laughs> how, much, yeah. how much black folks' lives have been lost and gone through the ringer for that kind of foolishness? But it takes a white woman, 32-year-old white woman, to get killed for somebody to say, right, enough is enough. So you go back to the systemic... An in, in inheritance of what has been passed down and has been done from generation to generation. And, brother, you touching on that, that nigger word, the coon, the nigger, the Uncle Tom, and you got, I call them idiots, that are saying now, just like we flipped the word nigger, we quote-unquote flipped the word nigger, but if a white folk say it, it offends us, right? But we flipped exactly. it. It ain't flipped. That's the same thing like us killing each other in the neighborhood. And, hey, man, you see what happened to my son? You know anything? Nah, man, I ain't know nothing. I'm just minding my business. You know what the hell happened to my son, okay? But at the same time, you got folks now saying, oh, we're going to take that Ku Klux Klan hood, that sheep, and we're going to flip it to where it don't fund us. Man, you done lost your damn mind. (laughs) That's real. That's real. Like, we can't. We, yeah, we we are indeed innovators. True indeed. We are the the utmost innovators of the history of this planet. But we need to start understanding what vibration does. When you vibrate certain things into the universe, it's going to come back on you. Universal law is real. And the thing, like, just like you said, you can Google things. We don't. We refuse to Google anything other than what's going on in popular culture. The vast majority, like, I know more and more of us are waking up and we're starting to come into a, a bit of knowledge 
But even the ones that are coming into the smallest bit of knowledge, watching things like Hidden Colors, or they may even take it as far as to watch a little bit of uh, some lectures on YouTube, may even read a book. The, the knowledge that we have is minimal. And then with that knowledge, a lot of the dudes, like I've witnessed so many dudes take the little bit of knowledge that they do have and just try to use it to try to get sex. You understand? Wow. I call that being conscious for coochie. You feel me? And, <laughs> and I mean, that right there, that is, like, I look at, I look at the conscious community, like, as where it's going and what it is right now. Like, nobody can really take that serious because, for one, all you do is talk. You feel me? Like, if, if you're not building anything, if you're not building anything sustainable to benefit the people that you're actually talking to, then what? Like, you, people ask, like, well, why do so many people flock to the Christian church? And why, why do so many people flock to this and that? People flock to who can feed them. People flock to the Panthers because the Panthers fed them. The, pan the Panthers actually did shit to take care of the people in their neighborhoods, not just kick. Like, we can, we can stand on soapboxes and kick all this rhetoric of, well, the white man is this and the white man is that. But if we ain't doing shit with what we are actually teaching people, if we're not helping them in some way, shape, or form to benefit their lives and better them, then we just talking and we bullshitting and we clowning. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I see. That's what I see is a bunch of people just talking. It's a bunch of emptiness. Well, so, see, I, I, I think that's true. I think that, um, but you, we also have to be um, justified or we have to actually be worthy of what is coming in the plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, the knowledge that you're talking about. This is, we're talking about God showing himself up in people, you know, um, actually living your life like you're supposed to. We're talking about a conscious community. But if you're unconscious, what are you doing? You ain't doing nothing, right? That's why we ain't doing nothing, because people are unconscious. You know, we sleep. And we think, we dream it. You know, because if you was awake, you'd be doing something. You'd be in business. You'd be about living your life, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and, and so we live it in a dream world where we like, to, like you say, we talk a lot of shit, but ain't nothing getting done because we still dead. That's why you can use life-giving teachings to try to get some pussy. Huh? You know what I'm saying? You know how, like, how low your vibration got to be to use wisdom, ancient wisdom, to try to get pussy. You know, this is crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah so, I mean, like, that, that, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is a bunch oh, of low man. vibrational people man and it's disappointing because I came into the awareness of the light a while ago you feel me like when I was in the street I always had a book like I was just this weird nerd type of dude that did other shit but yeah. my point is this my point is this like I finally answered I finally answered whatever the fuck was calling me. And yeah. once I did, of course, yeah, I was excited about everything. I was excited yeah. about everything that I've learned. But at the same time, and I was ready to build. 
and just yeah. break up with different brothers. Like, all right, cool, let's go ahead and do something. And it was just about, oh, well, you know, you know, Sarah Sudan said, you know, he coming to town, man, let's go to this lecture. Okay, cool, but, you know, no disrespect to, to Brother Sarah. Uh, I, I've heard everything, and really, to me, he's saying the same things that I've read. Right. And so I don't I don't necessarily want to go hear a brother speak. I'd rather go out into my community and build something. That's me. But yeah. like you said, there's so many people that's out here that's using, I guess, ancient wisdom, which I'm, I'm going to touch on that at another, like a little bit later, but they're using that as a tool for nefarious means it's just oh right. well, i'm just you know i'm gonna holler at this chick right here and i'm gonna just you know yeah baby i like how you how you vibe how you feel and and woo they yeah. and yeah and then you end up fucking over somebody that actually listens to you so right i'm i'm disappointed highly i'm highly disappointed but at the same time it's like all right i'm gonna just keep on my path and keep on building from there you know, I can't focus on the lost. If I focus on the lost, then I'm going to end up being lost as well. The best thing that I can do yeah, as a man is just build in my direction, and whoever is trying to build, they will come to me. But as far as yeah. trying to reach out, man, like, I'm done. Like, I'm just building. I'm on my own road, and, like, I'm accepting people who are genuinely trying to do something. Mm. That's what I'm about, man. Ain't That's what I'm that, about. Man. So let me Ain't ask y'all this. On the, uh, ultimately, on the whole, if someone made the premise that Donald Trump being president has been good for black America, would y'all agree or would you disagree? Uh, that, that question will be met with another question. I would have to ask... Uh, for one, are you kidding me? Um, two, like no, like the, the only the only answer that I can say is no. But at the same time, man, like I can't really name a president that has been good for black people outside of Obama. And <clears throat> on on the realness, the only thing that I can say that the, the one of the biggest things that Obama did for black people, and some people may not agree. But one of the biggest things that Obama did for black people is boost of self-esteem. Right. And there right. were certain programs that were implemented that if you knew how to research, you would find them that were kind of beneficial to us. But outside of that, that's about it. You know, we're pretty much still stuck in the same boat that we was in eight, nine years ago. But what do y'all what do y'all think about the the idea that you know in the Christian religion we always end up talking about I mean I end up talking about it I talk about me uh, ending up talking about religion because I think that I think that everything is God you know what I'm saying there's nothing outside of God so when people talk about something being good or bad God don't really see that like that you know what I'm saying we pay the consequences for disobedience. But God ain't got no God ain't got nobody trying to aim at him. There's no the devil is just a tool for God. You know, if God created the devil, then he he can't master God. 
you know, it's really a tool for our purification. But so in that, in thinking in that way, you know, the question is, is Donald Trump good or bad for black people? You know, once you align yourself with the divine creator, then there is nothing that is really um, able to penetrate, you know, to, to damage you, even after you die, you know. But it's our being outside of the law, being outside of uh, alignment with eternity um, that that puts us in um, jeopardy to these types of things and people. Because if we was the way we were, we, we supposed to be, then Donald Trump is not a problem because it's obvious that he's flimsy. This is ridiculous, you know. But we won't get together and make it un. Um, acceptable for anybody to come out like he come out. Anybody, anywhere, in any realm of activity. We won't do that. We're too busy being distracted. You know, um, and I think that, like my brother was talking about, you know, the fact that we have more and more knowledge um, coming into our consciousness is really more dangerous because the more conscious you become, uh, the more responsible you have to be to that wisdom. Um, if, if you have wisdom and you don't use it properly, that's just, you're more in danger, um, of the consequences, the repercussions of that. There's, there's no spook God, you know, God is the mathematics that runs this planet. And if a raindrop hit the ground, it ain't just disappear. It's still there. And when the sun heated up, it'll go back up in the clouds. Ain't nothing getting lost, you know? So I, I feel mm. like. You know, once we get to the point where we line up correctly, um, you know, we'll understand that there is no loss. We can't take no losses. I, we take our losses when we give ourselves in to the negative side of our, our energy. That's how we lose. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think uh, uh, Mr. Trump, and I call him Mr. Trump. I'm I'm a military man, you know, and regardless of his his screw ups, his his. Uh, Fallacies, lies, deceptions, all that stuff. He is no better for black folks, white folks, brown folks. With, 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 with Trump, it's about rich and poor. Okay? It's just that doggone simple. He's for right. the rich and not for the poor. And let's, let's be, when I say let's be real about it, we tend to give some folks a pass. And with what Donald Trump is doing... It was done 200 years ago, okay? So when, 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 when brother talks about knowledge, we have access to all this knowledge, and you go back to the days of enslavement where folks will tell you, and if you go back and you read history, and when you Google stuff and when you read stuff, you got to be careful with what you read and do your proper research to make sure what you're reading is the actual truth and what actually happened. Because you go back to the days of enslavement, the punishment for black folks learning how to read, whether been taught by a white person or a black person, you were sold off or moved to another plantation or killed. That was right. the worst violation there was to learn to right. learn how to read. Right. You you could have run away ten times. They brought you back. They whooped you. They put you back to work. Right. But if you learn how to read and got knowledge, 
that was one of the gravest violations there were. So here we are, 200 odd years later, all this knowledge is available, library, Google, internet, call it whatever you want to call it, we still ain't doggone reading. We read them less right. than we did before. So knowledge, knowledge is power, and we're not getting all that knowledge. So I draw a contrast to Mr. Trump, okay, Chicago, our communities where we come in each other, and I discussed this with, with fees a couple of days ago, and I drew this contrast. As screwed up as Mr. Trump is, and the knowledge that, quote-unquote, Jay-Z is dropping and how to manage money and do this and do this and do that, uh, Brother Malcolm, Toki Carmichael, Marcus Garvey, those folks have been dropping that knowledge 50, 60, 80, 100 years ago. <laughs> right, right. It's been there. It's been there. It's been told. Then I draw right. a contrast. You tell me that, and I may offend some folks with my logic, but I'm as real as they come. Brother Jay-Z, known drug dealer. All the drugs right. that he dealt to where he is now, how much folks he killed, brothers and sisters in the hood, off of the drugs that he sold. Think about that, That's folks. True. That's right. Let, let, mm. Let's be real. Let's, let's be real. And I go back I go back to Richard Pryor, where Richard Pryor once said, man, we got to be thankful for any black folks doing anything good, right? So, so let's be real. All the drug dealers that are now CEOs and, and whatever and whatever, whatever, how much product they move that killed us. <clears throat> so when you talk about right. that N-word and put it in that context, let's be self-conscious of who we are and the people that we're looking up to, <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, well, that was in the past. Well, yeah, if you was to trace this and go back in history, we pulling down monuments based on what offended us 50, 60, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. <laughs> so, so let's be real with each other as, as a people and go back to knowing about who Toussaint Louverture is, which is the brother in Haiti, the first revolt of slavery in the Caribbean, which migrated to America, and the same stuff started happening here and so on and so forth. And that all comes from knowledge, man. So when we, when we talk... Brother, brother I, I agree with you, but I, I, at the same time, I don't want to um, dis... Um, uh, not uh, don't you know? Not give recognition to change or attempt to, um, even though you have large, you know, these these uh these backgrounds, and we, you know, a lot of us have background. I mean, we, even the people on this phone right now got background. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So what, so what what happened in the past? You know, we can't we can't act like we don't know that that was a mess or that was ignorant. But we also don't want to not acknowledge um, things that we are proud of when we see them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care what rapper is talking about whatever. You know, if you're talking about something positive, let's uphold the positive and try to turn down the negative. You know, because it's easy for us to kill each other, even like on an egotistical or, or spiritual level. We're going to kill each other's spirit. Oh, well, that man, oh, he's talking about X and Y and Z, but he was selling dope. You know, we can, it's easy to do that. You know what I'm saying? And we just little people. You know what I'm saying? But whatever positive that man doing, whatever positive, if you see a brother on the block, he picking up trash, and he used to sell dope. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing wrong with giving that man positivity. 
and showing him, yeah, man, somebody showing you love just off that positive, one positive action they seen you do. They ain't gonna always hold you for what you did last week, or last month, or last year, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that because it's so easy for us to tear each other down, man. And we already well, it's, a, it's not it's not a matter you know it's not saying? a matter of tearing down. The positivity I mean, we, is always going to be there, but until and I'm, I'm drawing a point of reference, and I'm not saying for God's sake we go back and we lock Jay-Z up for what he did and we trace that 20 million people or 20, 30 people died from the product that he moved. That's not, that's not my point. My point is, as a people, and yeah. the brother touched on it a few minutes ago, the hypocrisy we show when it comes to us, okay, that it's easy for us to look the other way even though I may know what happened to my brother's son, I'm gonna look the other way. Say, man, I don't know what happened. Okay, yes, sir. helping the brother yes, sir. out with a haircut or give him ten dollars. Hey, man, you're trying to get the job, man. Okay, instead of looking at what you used to, give him twenty. But all right, go ahead, man. Get that haircut. Look good. Let me go buy you a pair of pants. I know that I can afford it. Go do it anyway, and not look for nothing back. So yeah, the the, the crab and the barrel mentality. Is always going to be there until instead of pulling down, we all get on the shoulder. The Hispanics folks do it every day, and yes, we, we kind of make fun of we kind of make fun of it, and we say, you know what? We don't want to do the jobs that they do. They come to America, however they get here, right. fifteen, twenty-two, a three-bedroom house. They pool their money. Six months later, one move out with with, with three family members, got their own place. And they right. will take that stuff through. And again, I'm saying, as a people, not that we, quote, unquote, do the same methods, but we can use some of those resources. The people come from Asia and from Arabia, which is the Arabs, and they come here, and they do the same doggone thing. And then we piss off as a people because they, they open they up love the doggone liquor store and the stuff in our neighborhood. And we go buy you know, from them. Don't buy this stuff. Right. We we hate ourselves, man. We you know this. We hate ourselves. We don't understand that. We don't know where it came from. We don't really understand what happened to us here. You know what I'm saying? For us to be walking down the street, and we all know this, we could see each other on the street. We brothers, two black men walking down the street, and you looking at the brother like okay, and he looking at you like okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's <laughs> It's deep, man. It's real deep. You know what I'm saying? And so all we can do is, let's, the first thing we got to do is stop killing each other. And that means physically and spiritually. You know what I'm saying? We cannot beat each other up. Not, we can, sometimes it can just be good just to be quiet, man. Just let people talk to you. And I ain't talking about this conversation. I'm just saying when you're in a, a, a situation where you see some other brothers and they just talking, you get something, you might hear a little knowledge come out. You ain't got to jump out and beat them up with what you know. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's good just to hear what they saying. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. Let me see where this brother coming from. You know what I'm saying? So you can help support his growth and not beat him to death with the sun. Because the sun can grow plants and it can make death. You know what I'm saying? And we can do that. Indeed. We can do that, man. Indeed. Indeed. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point. And some of us has got to we got to speak up even the more and and I'm going to I'm going to say this and I'm going to quiet for a little bit. I don't want to take up all the time on anything, but oh, to no. me to me the uh 
the, the conversation is coming up, uh, what, uh, next Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, with the folks protesting the NFL office in New York, you know, for Colin Kaepernick. Right. To me, and this is, this is me, all right? And again, I'm speaking from a dollars and cents perspective. I'm speaking from a social consciousness perspective. To me, Colin Kaepernick's situation is like number 249 out of 250 on the list, okay? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no team is going to pick him up. He's got enough evidence based on owner's statement to sue the NFL for collusion, which he will. And that's a good, he's a good brother. He's going to donate a whole bunch of money to folks. But to me, let's take that from New York and let's go march to Cabrini Green in Chicago, man. Let's do a peace march in Chicago. Were we afraid we're going to get shot? <laughs> let's All right, let's get that. thousands of people up in the Chicago in Hyde Park. Come on, Mr. To President. That. Come on, Barack and Michelle. Join us, man. To that, brother S one, I will say this. I'm gonna ask you this, like, and and this is more of a rhetorical question. For one, what has marching ever done for black people in the history of our people? Um, and, and I want that to marinate for a minute. Mm-hmm. Two, two, to what you said about brother Jay Z. Um, yeah, true indeed. He has a past. Yeah, you talking to somebody that has a past. Um, but what I'm doing now is in direct contrast to that past. And yeah, my past, it did, it did hurt a lot of people. You feel me? But at the same time, I'm trying to make up for that. And I look at what Brother Carter is doing right now is trying to make up for it. The thing that you just did, the thing that you just now did was the same thing that people have done to me over the past decade of, oh, yeah, he kicking knowledge or whatever. But, yeah, I remember when that nigga was doing this, that, and the third. You feel me? So, it, like, whenever somebody does make a U-turn and try to do better than what they were doing, there's always going to be that one person or sometimes group of people reminding him and the rest of the world of what he used to be trying to deter from exactly what he what he's trying to do now we that's that's what we do like and that's something that we have gotten accustomed to doing and like i'm jumping around because like the like a lot of words were said and i I really wanted to touch on a lot like yeah true but but isn't even that behavior like like my bad like real quick this thought just came into my mind but isn't even that like all of this is learned behavior. If, the, yeah. if we're hypocritical about things, it's because the system that was taught to us is hypocritical in itself. Exactly. Right. Like when and you get those checks and balances against itself, that's how you know people right. know. Like we'll never get it right. We're people. Right. We got that's the point. That's the point that I'm touching on. Ability to be inconsistent, though, man. We got right. the only way we're gonna grow is to be able to be consistent. Inconsistent. It's easy to and, say, and okay, let me make sure that I'm clear here. I'm not, I'm not highlighting or quote-unquote the brother's fault. I was using as a contrast and a metaphor to quote-unquote the grace and mercy that we show to other folks that we don't show to ourselves. That's the point that I'm making, okay? But none of us or some of us may not think about in the context of someone being a drug dealer or 
uh, a petty criminal that hurt people and do different things, the grace and mercy that, that they have allowed or been granted by, by God, and the key is do you believe? And that's, that's the contrast that I'm making. And we have to show each other at a lower level the same grace and mercy that we show other folks. And that's the point that I'm making. So I, that's why I said that. When you talk about Mr. Trump and you equate him to other folks, he's just as criminal as a whole lot of other folks. Okay, Absolutely. what he done back back then with his dealing in real estate and all that other stuff. Absolutely. So again, right. everybody has to be afforded grace and mercy, regardless how we feel, what we think, what we do, what we don't do. Everybody has to be afforded it, man. Not some, and don't some, and and again, that comes with with the history and knowledge of what we quote unquote know, because there's there's a saying: once you know better, you do better. Right, right. Yeah, Brother, yeah true indeed. I, I just want to make the point that we don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just making the point that we have to definitely have to. We we like. It's easy for us to say, uh, love your enemy, when the enemy got the power to kick your behind. So you. That's why you love them. You. You ain't because you love them. You scare them. So, but we. But it's because we hate each other. It's easy for us to kick each other when we down or when we up. We'll kick each other because, oh, that nigga ain't nothing, man. You know, it's easy for us to do that. Whether he he, he doing well or he doing bad. I'm kicking the man below me. I'm trying to tear the man down above me. So for us to show mercy to each other, the extra lenient. We know what kind of situation he was coming out of. We know what kind of ignorance he was coming out of. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for us to do that. And for us on this call in particular... You know, to to be able to recognize that, not necessarily that we can them down now, but I just want to make that plain that you know whatever kind of positive that we got coming out of our community, man, we got to big up that, and then we got to dead all this negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's absolutely the truth. But let's not kill off the positive, and then people don't know where to go because whether I'm positive or whether I'm negative, shit, I'm about to just get this money. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true, and. You know, I heard the brother bring up Toussaint, and I'm 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 yeah. very glad you brought that up, man. Like, more people need to understand about the Haitian Revolution. Um, yeah. and, and I do I respect Toussaint to the utmost, but the other generals I do respect as well, as far as like Jean Jacques Dessalines. Like, yeah. that's my yeah. favorite. That's 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 my favorite person of the Haitian Revolution, him and, and Bookman. You know, right. but as far as but as far as Dessaline is concerned, like all three of them had very, very imperative elements of the revolution that actually freed their people. You had Bookman that brought the spiritual aspect of it. Then you had Toussaint that had his his taste of it too of trying to get along with the enemy, but then you had Brother Dessaline that mm-hmm. came in and, and he said Kupatet Bulekai, cut off their heads and burn their houses. Right. That is right. all three. That's all three elements that made the Haitian Revolution successful. They came at different times. All of them paid with their lives, but they implanted certain ways of thinking and vibration into the Haitian people. You understand? So 
that is what afforded Haiti to be free. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that you brought that up, brother. You know, right. and I, 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 I bring that up. I bring that up in the same contrast of the, the rich and the poor, because, again, the folks that I'm, I'm, I'm 50, 56 years old, I'll be 57 uh, next month. OK, I served uh, 21 years in the Navy. Congratulations. I've been, I've been I've been I've been in places and done things that I still can't talk about. I share some of it with, with fees. We talk about every week. And he asked me questions about different things, and I, I give him some insight on things. And for for the most part, it comes through for what I what I share with him. And I, I'm saying that to say that very little scares me, if I can use that term. And you look at Haiti compared to oh. Kosovo, where we went into Kosovo, and we did all this stuff now. Kosovo is now Slovenia and all that stuff, and they're thriving. We've been to Haiti how many times to raise how, how much dollars, man? Haiti is still the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, could hardly make ends meet, man. So, again, it's about the color of the skin, man. I don't care how we put it. It's the color of the skin that makes us rich and poor. And, and again, I go back to the term of it took a white woman to die in Charlottesville for folks to want to do something, although there's a lot of Jewish brothers from the from the north, i.e. New York, New Jersey, that came south with Megga Evans and a bunch of different folks, the Freedom Riders, to do it that end up being dead and some of them are still unaccounted for. Okay? Right. So right. it's been it's been going on, but nobody brought it to the level like what happened in Charlottesville a couple of days ago. But my, my question is, my question is, sure, America really comes down to rich and poor, but what's going to happen when the rich so-called white people start seeing the poor so-called white people dealing with the issues that minorities been dealing with for decades and or generations, and they can't ignore it and act like it's not there. The opioid, opioid thing is real. You can't ignore that. But, they can't kick that, that kid down the road. They've been doing that for decades, man. The only reason yeah. they don't see it is because they have aligned themselves politically with rich white people. That's the whole point about white supremacy. The whole thing about them boys being mad is the rich white people, the uh, rich people in general, the really rich people are using racism to keep the masses of poor white people from recognizing that we all the same as poor people. They don't care about nothing. Yeah. Know, they don't care. But the, 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 the psychology of the white mind says, well, at least I'm white. So I'm white, I'm better. You know, this is how we are as white people. Even though if I'm poor personally, white people are better than black people. You know, and that's the, that's the kind of trick that has been played. And it really was something that they gave up to allow them to maintain power after they started that we was going to run shit after reconstruction. Because they didn't have the skills. We were the slaves. We did all the work. They didn't have no skills to do nothing. So we were going to have all the jobs. So they had to be racist. They had to have Jim Crow. Or they wouldn't have no jobs. They had to have unions. They had to hang us. They had to lynch us. They had to suppress us because we would have took over from the beginning. From the beginning, right out of slavery, they would have, we would have took yeah, over right there. 
in another in another forty years, and I I may or may not live to see it when the tides turn to where the brown folks becomes the majority in this country. Okay, <laughs> history history repeats itself, and it goes round and round and round in the turn, but every so often. And, you know, the term what goes around comes around and it comes around and it goes around. And the poor white folks in America, okay, they have been, if you look at the numbers, actual numbers, the poor white folks are worse off than black folks, okay? That's I'm right. I'm talking real talk. That's right. Okay? That's right. They, they, and when I talk about worse off, there are more, more of them on food stamps, more of them on housing, more right. of them on unemployed, depending on when you look at it, but when you put it all together, it looks better than ours, okay? And the media and a lot of folks, again, highlight the gentrification because of, again, the skin color. Now, if you uh, if you go back and, again, you can YouTube or, or pull it up, Dr. King's letter from the Birmingham jail, he was talking to a couple of the jailers, and he was talking to them and asking them, like, you know, how much you were making and where your kids were going to school. And they start telling him that stuff. And Dr. Kidd said to him, uh, I quote, you know, brothers, you ought to be out here marching with us because you just as poor as Negro and you can't even send your children to school. That's right. And thus, and That's thus right. began the poor people's campaign. <laughs> okay, the only thing, the only thing that gives you authority over me is because of the ordainment of your skin being white. <laughs> but yeah. that was like I said, that's a political move. That's a political move, so we don't make it more like it's supposed to be. Because if yeah. black people and white people, poor people, knew that these people don't care, they don't even care about race. Really, they want to stay in no. power. No, they don't want to not be in power. Rich and poor. <laughs> right, right. It's a yeah. tool. The whole the whole racist situation is a tool for them to stay in power. That's all it is. And they have to do it. They have to do it. it. And they will kill anybody who tries to unite black and white. Well, anybody who comes close to doing it. You understand? Like, when when Malcolm was was talking, you dirty white devil, you evil motherfucker. When he was doing that, he was living a a comfortable life. Yeah, he was living a comfortable life. But then once... Once he started saying, Jesus, man, oh, man, everybody's, you know, everybody's my brother, and we should all come together and do something, yeah, they killed him. Like, Martin Luther King tried to do it, you know the result. Hell, Martin Luther, he tried to do it. Like, yeah, anybody who, yeah, anybody who does it, they die. Like, there, there's no question about it. So, anybody who actually thinks, like, I... Something is up with this. It's not the people that's that's out here trying to educate people, educate black people on anything. They're not dying. They're living a very comfortable life. You understand? But as soon as they start talking something like, yo, let's stop concentrating on race. Let's all come together and unite against the true oppressors, the rich. Once if right. somebody do that and come close, they're going to die. Right. Point blank, period. They got to go. And I mean the people, the people that, the people that are kicking this so-called knowledge about Black history and all of that, like I don't subscribe to it too much. I don't subscribe to the whole notion of 
what they say black people's history is. Right. One thing that you have to remember is the winners of war is right history. And like you should really research people should research the the, the fathers of African history. You understand? Mm-hmm. Those are two those are two Jewish men. They they were anthropologists. And one was uh, Franz Bose or something like that, B-O-A-S. And the other was Melville, Melville Herskowitz, Herskowitz or something. And they are the fathers of African history. Now, with me saying that, one has to ask themselves, or even scratch their head like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. <laughs> something ain't right. Like the whole, the, if you really, if you look at the story of you know how black people began to populate the continent known as North or yeah North America and bits of South America. If you really look at the story of how many Africans were taken from Africa from mm-hmm. the years of six from sixteen nineteen mm-hmm. to eighteen fifty six, that's what two hundred and some odd years that they were kidnapping Africans, right? So mm-hmm. The, the official number that they give is about 100 million. So, right. with the amount of people that one slave ship could hold, which was 300, and maybe maybe 50% of the cargo actually survived the trip across the Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, for, for, I don't know, let's say 10 million people. Let, let, let's say that. No, you know what? 50 million. Let's say 50 million people landed on North America and all of that. Let's say that happened. How many ships would it actually take to actually make something like that happen? Right. We, we, really, we do have to think about this kind of stuff. We have to think about what we're being taught. Because I look at the people that are given this so-called black knowledge as, like, they're lost as well. Because they're teaching what they're told to teach. Right. Like, we really don't know our true history. We don't know who we are. And we're, we're too, but, like, our ego is too big to admit that. Our egos are too big to say, you know what, damn, man, like, that don't make sense. Let me look behind that. But, so, I mean, do you, do, you, do you subscribe to being black before being a, a spiritual being, though? I mean, I think that the point of the whole idea of the black man you know, and the, the the way we talk about him now is we know he's the first man. He's the first man. Mm-hmm. And so Indeed. in that, he, he's the closest to the divine, the creator of existence. And that's where Indeed. we cut the conversation from. But what is that that's in the man? You know, because that's what we are. It's not that we are skins. You know, it's not our goal or the objective or the uh, purpose of this whole thing that we're going through is not so we can say we hate white people because they were so evil. You know? Oh, and, not at all. And black, people, and black people so good. It's really a spiritual journey that only we could actually cope with because if white people had to go through this, they would have killed everything by now. They would have killed everything. If, if white people was made slaves like we was by us or any other people, just look in Europe. Every time they try to oppress white people in Europe, somebody's head got cut off or it was a revolution or something. They wasn't taking that cool. They wasn't. You know, they overthrew the church. They was killing kings. In France, they were killing kings. It was all kind of war. You know, 
how were we able to go through slavery? Because we were prepared to go through slavery. You know what I mean? We have to think about why the creator allowed such a thing to happen. Because everything is either caused or allowed. You know? Um, and, you know, that's why I try to get a, a bigger idea about it. It's not about hating one or trying to make black supremacy. It's not about that either. You know, it's really, we, in my opinion, it's about us being, just like Brother said, it's going to go in a circle. It's, it always goes in a circle. You know, right, at some point, though, somebody got to see that it ain't about getting back at the last guy. You know, we can go back and say, oh, we're going to do the white people what they did to us. But we don't have to do that. We can come into power and actually be equitable to people. Yeah, and we should have learned that lesson what we live in. Okay. But let, let, let me ask this, though. What if I said there's a group that's in young demographics, they're reading all the information they feel they need to know to be in a state of awareness and consciousness they seek. They're committed, they're organized, and they're ready to actually hit the streets for the situation. These neo-Nazis mm -hmm. is everything, that's them to a T. We don't have that same energy they have, but they're they're existing right now. And like, while we talking about what we need to do as a community, their little community, they've been doing this already. We behind the eight ball again. Yeah. Like, what? what you, like, matter of fact, what, do you, what? What do y'all think about the Nazi shit? That's we already, we already, we are, we already answered that question. It comes down to about dollars and cents. <laughs> the rich and the poor. <laughs> The neo-Nazi folks that are out there, it's not the folks that are in Beckley, West Virginia, living in right. a trailer, think they're the, that, that trailer is a double wide and they're in a mansion and they got running water, okay? Right. right. It's about dollars and cents. They are funded by folks that's got money that are funded and paying for them to fly in and drive in and all that stuff, okay? Whereby the folks and if you look at the people that are born in Charlottesville, for every person of color, brown, yellow, black, whatever it is, there was about 10 white folks there on the side of peace. Right. Because they have the means that we don't have. So they have the ability to pull the resources which support them so, hey, we're doing a march in Boston today. They put it on the website. Okay, how you getting there? How you getting there? They fr they fly folks in, man. They do all that stuff. Well, I, I, I would just say uh, another thing is we got a lot of white people, and this is, this is not a racist thing. Again, this is not about racism, but we got a lot of white people that will be on your side because it's, it's real comfortable now. You know, but if the dollar trend and ain't nobody eating, it's going to look real different. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff in the future, man, that can get real ugly real fast. And there's a lot of guns out here. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get ugly, man. It's going to get ugly one day. But, it it you know, will. I mean, it will. Yeah, it's, it's going to get ugly one it, day. It will. But here's, um, here's, something, here's something that's turning, okay? And I don't know if anybody has experienced that yet or seen it, have discussed it. A lot of the, uh, the, 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 the the Caucasian, the Europeans, that, uh, that uh, quote-unquote, have a good conscience or a good mind and 
wants right. to see everybody get along and, and, and be, be equal with each other and all that good stuff. And they are getting turned off to a sense, not to the point of, and again, we, we go back to, like like my brother my brother was talking about earlier about that 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 n word and stuff that our forefathers and stuff been through, but that's getting to a point now where the the white folks that are quote unquote on our side that want to see things go right, there's a divide coming because of the language that we quote unquote use to each other where like folks say well you're taking the e off and you're putting a g g a on it and so on and so forth. But I don't care how you spell it, it's still the same. So we use that word in front of them in the spirit of friendliness or brotherhood or however you want to call it. It is it is putting them in a difficult position where they are cringing where we are using it, okay, yeah. to where how can I stand next to you and we go marching and y'all calling each other that the music has got it in it and then... I'm buying the, 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 the CDs and the tapes, but if I'm around you, I can say it, but if I'm by myself, I can use it all day. And that's starting to, that's a big divide, and until we realize that, we're going to lose that segment of that population that's going to support us, that's been supporting us, trying to get things right. I, I, but I think that's a small that's a small thing for us, really. The bigger issue for us is to, just to come to the point where we love and trust each other to actually get up and do something for each other, ourselves. It don't matter what they do. If we was to do what we supposed to do, it would be over. But we won't do that. We too distracted. We're too comfortable. But, but, but brother, brother it, ain't, it ain't enough of us to do it. It ain't enough yeah, of it us is. to do it. Yes, I disagree. Let's, let's, I don't believe that, brother. I don't believe. I highly disagree. Let me let me. Yeah. Let me there's more. There's more. There's more than enough of us to make a difference. Um, let me let me break let me let me break it down to you by by demographics. Okay, for example, I'm in South Carolina, right? Yeah. South Carolina. When you look at the district lines for voting, okay, there's one district. That is predominantly black. Anybody know which district that is? Uh, that's the one that. No. That's the one that Representative Clyburn is. Yeah. Right. Representative from yeah. South Carolina is okay. Right. Right. Shout out to James Clyburn. Everybody else, every every other representative is what? White and Republican. Right. Because why? Right. Based on who wins. The Hold on now, you guys. Don't forget about Tim Scott, though. Don't forget, well, big, shout out to Tim Scott. He, he made a good statement. Okay, this okay. Week. Oh, okay, shout out to Tim Scott. And you see in two years, Mark Sanford is going to be filling his seat because when Mark Sanford challenges him, white folks going to wait for white folks, and Tim Scott going to see he was nothing but another brother. Okay, remember I said that. You guys remember that when it happened? Say, yep, S1W said that a couple years ago. <laughs> well, I don't please, I've been telling you that for a couple of years now. Okay, so when you break that, it down by district, that's a fact. Yeah, when you break it down by district, and the key to everything that we do is until we establish our own banks, our own grocery store, our own convenience, our own everything. Voting is the key to everything, and until we could put us. In position because Mr. Trump, the vice president, 
and the executive branch cannot do nothing without your state representatives. And until we get folks that want to really represent us and have our interests of heart, whether it's us of color or people that represent and means us well, which those numbers come into play, we ain't going to never get nowhere. Absolutely right. And to that, like you said it, we do need to build business. We need to build our business and bounce our dollars within our own communities to swell our business in order to actually be able to line pockets of, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to say line pockets, that, yeah, but that's too much of the truth, but make contributions make contributions to politicians to make a difference you understand like that's how that's how it's supposed to work that's one of the key elements of power but you know we we really do need to come to that understanding that we do need to basically get ourselves together build business build communities build our banks have our own police we need to have everything and build an actual community because right now the so-called black community is not a community. There's just a, a bunch of neighborhoods. We don't control anything. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, big brother. Like, we do need to actually come together and build our own communities in order to turn everything around. Once that happens, things will start changing overnight. But we first have to see it. We have to first, like, I, I know we keep saying, like, we hate each other. But what it is is we hate ourselves. We hate what's in the exactly. mirror. Good exactly. point. And Good one, point. One, once, once we come into that self-love, then we can't possibly hate somebody that looks just like us if we truly begin to love ourselves. And the ignorance that's that we, we have to we do. have to recognize that that, that you know that should really spark compassion in our hearts when we see ignorance coming out of each other because that means that man is asleep. It's not don't don't look at that and be like that's him. That's not him. That's the condition he's been put in. You know, and and if we have some kind of leniency, some kind of understanding instead of being able to you know burn that man up. You know, we can come down with hell and fire about that man, but we don't say nothing about the people that that's run, ruining our lives and the generations of millions of people all across the planet. We don't say nothing about them. But this poor man right here that's spit ignorant, we, we'll tear him up. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's, we we we're fighting the weak, and what we should be doing is building each other up because you know we need each other to do it. We it ain't none of us gonna do this by ourselves. It's not going to happen. Indeed. And that's why it ain't happening yet. You know? Right, right. A and lot of example, people have known a lot of stuff that we done talked about tonight. It's, that's been known. All that's been known for a long time. But oh, we yeah, don't get for, for years. For, for yeah. years. We will for not example, you got like someone like Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson owns a bank in the city of Chicago, okay? I'm not talking about minority owner. He owns the bank, <laughs> okay? And he specifically targets and look to help people of color, all right? And there was an article in the Black Enterprise magazine uh, back in January to where he was starting to have problems. The bank was being very successful. Then once uh, Trump came into office, 
and you have the other white folks start rising up, people start taking their money out of Bo Jackson Bank and moving it to other banks because why? Folks start offering a higher interest rate, making them more money. So we sacrifice support for a brother, again, for a few more pieces of silver. <laughs> now, you can't blame folks for saying, I want to make more money with my money, understand? But until we say, you know what, man, we're going to stick it out, we're going to support them, by God, we're going to make it. And that's the mentality we got to have on the corner store, on the, the, the liquor store, the, now in California. For example, you got like like Damian Marley and Ziggy Marley and uh, Rohan Marley. They own about 50% of the marijuana doggone crop in California. Yes, sir. And them boys making big money. So you looking to invest money into something for supporting black enterprise so we can grow in all ways, but that also goes for our clinics and our hospitals and everything across the board. We got to wake up, man. That's what it's going down. Right, right. We got to be about... I thought this in my podcast. I'm going to podcast. Hey, I got one more person still in here. Hey, yo, Tony, yo, real quick, though, you got to work on that background noise, fam, respectfully, man. Get to a quiet area, but mute you till you get straight. Then hop back in. My bad, everybody. Nah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Being about business, we have to have an objective. We can't just be out here trying to get money so we can spend it with the same people that we're trying to get it from. You know, like exactly. we spend the system, but we can't. We got to have an objective. So bringing the money back is good but that's what i remember uh we were talking about it earlier in one of the earlier uh podcasts about culture it comes back to what is the function what's the purpose of our life what are we doing here because we can just we can go out and make a lot of money you know and then what we go and buy some luxury goods and have a good life and pass it on and let our children be dope heads and you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's a it's bigger than just money Hey, Vic, you know what's so crazy? I was just um, watching the Jay-Z uh, Rap Radar podcast, and uh, he was talking about the exact thing. They asked him about the whole money, you know, disconnect the money phone thing, pictures people was doing. And he was like, people just totally didn't get what he was saying. He was saying the exact point you were saying, like, you don't just make money to take pictures with it. Not do something right. with it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. that's what's lost on this generation. Like, sure, you got fifty thousand right there in your room, okay. And the best thing in your mind to do with it is take a picture of it, like you talking to somebody on it. Like, come on, you could be doing yeah. so much more, and you don't even get that. Right, right. And we yeah. got we got thousands of millionaires. We got you know they they throwing out hundred, two hundred million dollar contracts in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like. And these brothers, 80% of them going to be broke in a few years. So why are these exactly. people not building businesses that are generational? Why are they not giving out solutions to the world, which the world needs lots of solutions? Most of the people on the planet live on off less than a dollar a day. There are lots of problems to be dealt with. And businesses solve problems. We have a lot of work to do. We got a lot of opportunities. We got, a lot, we got the most educated black population on the planet. What are we doing? Chasing dollars so we can look like white people. So we can get a car. So we can buy a house that's too big. So we can get, buy a whole bunch of clothes and take trips and die and not have to do nothing of any substance. 
really. And we've seen this in the last generation that people getting sick of it, man. People getting sick of it. I know I'm sick of it. And that's a good thing. That needs to happen. Like, if for anything to ever happen, for change in the name of change, first you have to get tired of something, then you have to get angry about it, angry enough to actually change. Change the situation. Right. That's our that's our motivation. Like everything is going the way that it should. And to go back on to the question about Trump being good for black America, I think he is good for black America. You know why? <clears throat> because I think I think he's great for black America because he's, he's single handedly showing people like, yo, we need to come together. He's showing us like, right. hey, look, I don't like y'all. And there's a whole legion of people behind us that behind me that don't like y'all either. So like y'all live. What, yeah. <laughs> so so what do we do? We have to come like in a way like we're forced to do it. And I'm thankful for it. I'm really thankful. Like I'm so happy Hillary didn't get into office because that would have continued. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, that would have that would have continued our way of thinking of oh well yeah la di da kumbaya whatever, but now we are forced to drop right. all of the neg like all the silly stuff that we are attaching ourselves to. We have to drop it, and it's happening now, slowly but surely. But you know what else too though? Now those so-called white, so-called woke people are seeing. How far some people are really to go that got their same clear complexion for the cause they believe in they in their life like it, they didn't know it before Charlottesville like oh my God yeah. Heather Hyer was a I sacrifice to, the, to to part of their moral consciousness now they now they have an alertness to like a quality of life that we been knew been there they thought like when right. Obama came in like that all that left like no that that's still no. there. No. And, and these monuments, yeah. while they're symbols to that, like that still exists in people's hearts and minds. People driving 1,200 miles to go to a rally at the University of Virginia. Right. You kidding me? Come on now. Well, what do you think they do when they in boardrooms? <laughs> that, that was a march. What do you think they do when they in boardrooms or play and meet? You know what I mean? Like, hey, did, you, did you hear what they were talking about? The, uh, the they, they came out with the papers for uh, Walmart, and they were talking about dead peasant uh, insurance. Google that. Dead peasant insurance. They had insurance on workers at Walmart. So when that, the, the worker died, and even if they didn't work there no more, Walmart got money. They were taking life insurance out on their workers. Then they didn't even oh, know wow. about the dead peasant insurance. That's Google crazy. That. Talk about the shitty deals that the bank... These people, in all the whole... Civilization of the Western world is corrupt. It's co all of it. From the mm -hmm. system to the healthcare system to the food system to the money system to the political system to marriage to everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So us trying to take that and then impose it on our civilization is not going to work. We can't copy what they're doing and make it work. It's got to be right. something totally different and it's got to be something that's, that's in line with natural law. Universal law, like brother said earlier, and if it ain't that, then it ain't gonna work. You know what right. I mean? And this, 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 is, and the, this, this is, is the lesson that we're supposed to be learning. 
and this is why I completely support us backing away from this current system. Like, the only way to win is not to play. What is that, war games? Like, yeah. The only way to win is to not play. Like, we can't play in a game that was designed against us. Like, <clears throat> like what? when this game was designed, they, they directly sat down and designed it against us and for them and when i say them i mean the people that were already rich now right as far right. as far as black people man look i you say that the, yeah we weren't black. even we weren't even considered because when this yeah. thing was designed we were busy picking cotton indigo rice and everything else that built this country you understand? Right. so we weren't even considered so now that we are, well, we have a little bit more freedom than we did then a little bit. Um, while we're in the position that we're in now, we have the ability to actually come together on different factions and be able to build as long as we don't participate in this given system right now. Like, I'm not a liberal person whatsoever. I'm one of the most conservative. I just now talked to you about this the other night. He's like, uh -huh. I'm not liberal at all. We don't have anything to be liberal with. We've been, we've been, we've been too liberal. We've been too liberal with everything. We've been liberal with our culture. And now if you look, the rich now own our culture. We've been liberal with our women. The rich own our women. You understand? So uh, I'm, I'm like, I look at white conservatism and my conservatism as two totally different things. They are right. trying to conserve white supremacy. I'm trying to conserve the point in which history that black people were great. That's what I'm trying to do. So I look at things like, no, we can't be into this system. The way that it is, we have to drop out of that system and build, build together. And once we've done that, then we can go outside of the yard and start right. to talk to other yeah, right. people, but not yeah. until we build. Right. So let me ask you this. In times like this, when the racial animus is at an all-time high on, on a number of fronts, like with, with, with sports... In particular, does like what impact do y'all feel it has when athletes do something that can have an imprint on the the quote unquote culture? Like with Durant saying he he ain't gonna go to the White House even if Trump invited him. Like, do y'all feel like that has weight and it adds to like any substance to what's going on? Do you feel like it's just him just being honest about this how he feels? That's just him being honest about his feelings. I don't think that it'll have any impact whatsoever. Like no, like nobody. Uh, damn sure Trump isn't gonna care, or and not nobody's gonna really care if Durant says, "You know what? I ain't going." Like the next day, it's so what? Like it doesn't matter. He doesn't really carry any weight. Like people I mean, refusing like to go to the White House. Like they're looking with, at it like so Kaepernick. what? Even with Kaepernick, though, it's the same thing. Like that's why that's why I got that the idea, the feeling about the boycott like that. Like. I understand the boycott being like a, a, a show of power, you know what I'm saying? But 
we got other things, more important things, more substantive things to be doing with power than talking about the NFL. I mean, really, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm supportive of it. I just don't think that the, the actual results of it mean much. You know, other than to be, you know, a, a way to show power. Yeah, I mean, All like right, so this, this. The whole thing about paying attention to any professional athlete and whatever they're doing, that is completely against what it is that we're trying to do. Hold on, like, though. Hold on. Let, let, me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate, though. Like the, the Floyd and uh, McGregor fight next weekend, next Saturday night. Yeah. Does yeah. Floyd not have to win for the culture? Like, how the, how the McGregor knocks Floyd out, it's going to set black people back in the way we will understand. I'm trying to told you. Like, I we kind of... What? I don't think so. If Conor McGregor fair. knocks Floyd Mayweather out, it's are you fair. kidding me? Oh, man. It's, like, Joe, it's Joe Lewis again. Bro, like, you have to look at it like this. You have to look at it like this, man. Like... Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather isn't really part of the culture. The, like he's the man went. He goes to Republican things and goes to visit Trump and all this other shit. Like he's not of the culture. Like if you want to say being flashy and loud and ignorant as fuck is part of the culture, then I feel for you. Nah, I don't. But, I don't think you get what I'm saying like, though. How, nah, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it, okay. If he knocks, could you if he knocks McGregor out? I don't think that it really do anything yes, for the culture itself. It might do something for people's self esteem. One no, way I'm or saying another. if he gets knocked out. It's not going to have a cultural impact. All these, all these neo Nazis, all these all right white supremacists, all them folks. You don't feel they're going to be so emboldened when however many people buy it, how many people go in and pay it at those outrageous prices to see it live. When that, if that ever happened, if you can't say there would be a cultural impact, are you kidding me? All I'm saying is this. That the, the the same energy that they would release if that was to happen is still there. It's like potential energy. It's something that's gonna allow that to happen. But a fight between two people, I don't care about that. That's not. I mean, there's a lot of fights. Just white people beating up black people in lots of different places. But uh, impact on the culture. I don't understand. I mean, I don't like. That's why I even asked you what what is black culture right now. Uh, yeah, if you uh, you talk about it, if, if you don't yeah, understand, you like, understand like, these are the like, even new it, ones. Okay, these are the old ones. Do you want these? Yeah, let me have the there old ones. There you go. Right. All right. <laughs> 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 like when I say the culture, it's it's like, hey, everybody's talking about it. I know you may not necessarily care about it in your personal life, and I get that. But like, also too, it's a class of worlds. But also with the racist aspect, you know, in terms of some of McGregor's comments and, you know, Floyd saying he's he's doing this for all the blacks around the world. There's people that have bought into that, that on both on on both sides. That? Yeah, he they, said that. He, he, he did an interview. Yeah, that. Floyd Floyd said that. Yeah, like he said, all calling us monkeys and boys and dancing. Me like he said he gonna answer for all of that. So I can tell, like, me personally, know your personnel. I ain't gonna, you know, yeah. pay for the for the fight, but I want to see it because I can tell Floyd's yeah, like, yo, yeah. I'm getting them out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But on the on the flip side, 
when I watched the, when they did their uh, world tour, I'm seeing how tense it was with the crowd, you know, depending on where they were. You know what I mean? And yeah. like now everything that's going on here in America, post Charlottesville, it's like, yo, a lot of folks would love to see Floyd get knocked out. And if Floyd, if the one of the best boxers, at least TBE of our era, gets knocked out by a cat in his first professional boxing fight, you know what I mean, who happens to be of European descent, I'm telling you, if that don't put 1932, what was it, Max Mellon, I'm telling you, it's oh, history you repeating like itself. That, was... that man can't lose. He can't lose this fight. No pressure. You... He can't lose. Oh yeah, but that's you, not that's not the feel, same kind of walk history. around with your head down if, if Mayweather getting knocked out next week. Me personally, no. Yeah, no. So all it's gonna do is animate some people who ready to be animated anyway. All I'm saying is that energy already exists. Whatever whatever the the, the trigger is will trigger it. Whatever it is, that's why you know they happy to have something off it or whatever. Whatever the issue is, that energy is already there. So I don't think it's changing anything. It just it's just a, a event that'll allow outburst. Energy is there already. It's not yeah. this this fight this fight is not about about color or or race or history. It's about dollars and cents, man. This is about money. This is about Indeed. Yeah. Because go and back all of all, all the of, stuff that you hear between Conor McGregor about the race comments and the insults and all that stuff. Yeah. And I know a couple a couple of you might be too young to remember. Go back and listen to some of the Ollie Frazier and Chuck Wetner Ollie and all that stuff, man. This is nothing. <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah. And this is this, this is, is all about selling a fight. Selling a fight. Exactly. This is, this is and, all about and there's selling already, a fight. And there's, there's, there's already a clause in the contract for a rematch within 90 days. Huh? Oh, Lord. Yeah, like you, you <laughs> so, have to understand. So my, like my point this... that I'm going to make is don't be surprised. If Floyd loses, because Floyd is all about what that dollar. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't He's hold on, hold on. He's willing I, I to sell out his it. pride for money. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know about that one. That's that's conspiracy yeah. theorism right there. I don't know about that one. There's a in the contract for a rematch within ninety days. Please check it out. <laughs> I don't doubt that, but I don't think I think uh, Mayweather's ego couldn't take that kind of hit. I don't think he would do that for for that. His ego's too big. I don't. For that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know and the man. It, it won't Never be, met him. In the, it won't be the first time he's been involved in something like that. And I'm taking Floyd into the hip hop world. Floyd used to be managed by Jay Prince out of Houston. You guys know who Jay Prince is, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Okay, Jay Prince, he owed Jay Prince a whole bunch of money. Right. Jay Prince showed up at a gym, gym with his folks. Bob Arum had to write a seven-figure check to Jay Prince to let everything be cool, and Floyd went on his way. Nobody talks about that. No, because they don't know what happened. Shout out to Leonard Ellerby. But, like, yeah, ask him about that that night. They had, okay. to, they had, to, watch, so he, they had to watch blood out the gym. <laughs> so he's been involved. He's been involved in some shady stuff too. So I won't put it past him, man. <laughs> yeah, I just I really don't. I just don't. I can't see him. 
I can't, I, I can't see him him taking that type of loss to his ego. I can't see it. You know, I just, I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I can't see him doing that on purpose. If well, you get beat, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him fighting again until the IRS came knocking for thirty six million. <laughs> hey, hey, nobody don't like them, them, them alphabet boys, man. People start making movies, they start moving. <laughs> But yeah, like I agree, the man does have a super inflated ego, but at the same time, the man loves money. He loves Absolutely. money. I don't know. I don't know what he loves more, his ego or his money. You understand? No, Lord, you really don't think that that undefeated means something to him? Yeah, not more yeah, than money. Well, no, I don't know about. Nah, he he's gonna leverage that for the money, but he ain't gonna give it up for the money. Nah, this ain't like wrestling. This, 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 that record counts. You know what I'm talking about? Like, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think he'll do it, but we'll see. Hey, I'm going to step out real quick and say he will never, like, the money is never more important than that reputation. Never, ever. I mean, he, he has enough money. He has enough money and he will never, ever let that money supersede that record. That's way too important to him. Especially not to some dude that just popped up. Like, what? You done built a career. You gonna let this shit flop with some dude that just popped up? Oh, man, I don't know. I can't see it. I can't see it. I mean, look, nobody on this phone call ever met Floyd Mayweather. So we don't know the man. We don't know what he will sell his soul for. We don't know what he'll sell that record for. You understand? So that's so, so awesome. You, at, so, but, at, listen, but you said everybody got a this, price. Huh? Everybody got a price, bro. Oh, everybody. man. Oh, oh Everybody man. got a price. Whatever. Everybody has a price, oh, man. Oh, man. That is, that is I don't a know about that one. correct statement. Everybody don't know about that. have a price. Now, if you want to equate it in dollars and cents, then we could say, nah, I ain't got no price. But when you take it across... The full spectrum of the universe. Everybody has yeah, a price. Yeah. Whether it is yeah, your, your, your integrity, yeah. whether it's your dignity, yeah. whatever you want to call it, everybody's got a price. <laughs> yeah, it might not be dollars, but you 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 sacrifice your integrity for something because that's absolutely good. Yeah, that's what that's that's our flaw. Because we, I mean, all of us on this phone right now. Okay. There are things that we have done that we know are wrong, right? That is what you're talking about. Because we decided to do wrong for whatever Indeed. the price was. <laughs> I, can, I can go with that. But I'm just saying I don't know if that man values the money more than being able to talk that shit he talk on the phone or on Facebook or whatever. Un- undefeated you know, is now. priceless. Let's call it yeah, man, it's, hey, Put that on a t-shirt. Undefeated is priceless. You can't put no money on that. Write that down. You should write that down, please. Yeah, put that on a T-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, like undefeated is priceless. There's no, there's no number yeah, you can put on that. Oh, I'm forty nine and one. The Conor McGregor. You kidding me? After they gonna build my. Kind of shit in my face and walk. Fuck you, soup. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, with that being said, some of the people but that we possible. revere is. Some of the people that we revere as the greatest boxers of the sport in the history of the sport, they weren't undefeated. 
You understand? Yeah. Like we we still revere Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali as yeah. two of the greatest boxers uh, in the history of the sport. Yeah, they weren't undefeated. You understand? So I mean, like, yeah. I, like my why gotta be mutually exclusive though? You know what I'm saying? Why can't I root for the cat to stay undefeated and know that they they but, they respect that they're undefeated? From the, Olymp- from the no Olympics point. to now, that man ain't gonna yeah, take that for is. no amount of money. True that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you can't root for the man. By all means, root for him. But at the same I ain't time, about I, roof, just, ain't roof thing, I don't. Though. I don't put nothing past nobody, my man. Like, I just don't. That's true. I don't put that any. I don't put anything past anybody. Like that's that's for for you to do that. That that'll make you a fool, man. Because like, if you put something beyond some some what you think somebody would do, man. Like, it may not be money. You never know. That man may have his own reason. He might have his own reason. That's true. You know? That's so true. I don't. I don't know. Unless Uncle Sam come like, up with a know. with a new number and some new math. Nah, man. But I mean, what he's saying is true. But I mean, you could say that. I mean, we could boil that down to everything. We just don't know. You know what I'm saying? All we saying. All I'm saying is with the information that I have. What I would calculate is I couldn't see it. I could not see it. That don't mean it won't happen. That don't mean I have not taken into account something that I should have even. But from what I can see, I I don't I can't calculate that. You know. So but let um, me let me ask let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What what re, what rematch would make more money um, if Mayweather came out? Whip McGregor's ass, and we just gonna pay more money to see the same ass whipping again, or would it make more money for him to lose and then play the role of the comeback kid and whip McGregor or hope that he whips McGregor's ass in the rematch? Which one would make more money? That would make more money, but undefeated is priceless, baby. Undefeated is priceless, baby. Indeed. You can just make a hand of money just by betting on the fight and throwing it. I mean, the, the odds are going to be heavily skewed this side already. So, Indeed. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if he was just going to throw the fight, he could make a hand of money just by having somebody else bet for him and just be out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the money can be made, but what, what you can't make is the undefeated. You ain't going to Undefeated is prices, goddamn it. Put that on the t shirt. I'm just saying. So, no. I'm just saying, I, I don't see him I don't see him selling that for money that he can make. I mean, he uh-huh. can make money. I, I think I think there's a there's an important point that's being missed here, okay? The fight between Mayweather and McGregor is not sanctioned by any of the boxing councils. Okay, so quote yeah. unquote it is not it's an not official a real boxing, boxing match. match. Okay. Yeah, it's not so even if he lose, his record is still forty nine and zero. Okay, but in the minds exactly. of people, in the minds I didn't know that. People, I did not in know America, that. In America, yeah, people's yeah. eye. But again, it's what it's what's in the record books. Just like oh, we could say, man. even if he lose, that, and he gets a two hundred million dollars, and then he comes back. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a question. If it ain't sanctioned by no commission, why they had to go to the commission to get permission to move from 10-ounce to 8-ounce gloves? 
That's the state. It ain't thinking. That's I know the that. Nevada Athletic Commission. Yeah, yeah so that's a, the commission. No, 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 no. So, 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 he, so he can lose and it won't count. So he can lose and officially it won't count. No. That's correct. I don't know about Oh, that. man. Yeah, I, I know it's not wow. a problem. The uh, size of the gloves is all fights of sanctions by the state, okay? This is Ocean yeah. McGregor right here. Jesus. They issued the license and all that stuff. <laughs> but as far as belts and recognition of ones and losses, yeah. the WBC, yeah. the WBA, the WBO, the IBF, nobody is sanctioning that He's fight. Not a boxer. The they are so boxer. slick. This they are so greasy. Fight. This is an exhibition yeah. fight. So Dollars and it's cents, not, man. It's Dollar not going to matter. Dollars and cents. It's and, not gonna matter and, technically, and, but in the minds of the people, he will have a loss, and I can't. But how? That. But an, wow. answer this. Answer this. Like, how many? Like, this is for our lifetimes, right? And maybe our kids' lifetimes. The people that come after that, all they're gonna have is the record books. They're not oh, gonna no, look at the look. footnotes. They're not gonna have the they, footnotes of oh. He lost an exhibition fight against an MMA dude. You know they what I'm saying? They're not really going to look there. that deep. They're not. They gonna, it's not going to be an official record, though. But if it's not going to be gonna, official... Gonna, they, it might not be official, but that will be in the history. People will talk about that. Oh, yeah. People will talk about it, but at the same time, it's not in the record books. So Absolutely. it's not going it to matter. Make, it don't make a hill of beans because... In the public eyes, we could think what we want. Mayweather is already regarded as the quote-unquote best pound-for-pound fighter or one of the best, depending on how you want to term it. There is. That's already established, okay? You can't get no better than that, okay? Yeah. So 49 and 1, 49 and 5, 50 and 1, 50 and 10, whatever you want to do, you go back to Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Patterson, all the folks that say that, you know, may have been the greatest and Ali was the greatest as far as, I mean, term it however you want to term it. His legacy is already established. It is. It is. But so, just like so you keep talking about undefeated is spicy. There's no argument when you defeat everybody you Well, he, he win or lose, he's still going to be undefeated. <laughs> and I, I promise Technical. you, if he lose, he's going to be the first Technical. one to tell you. I'm still Who wants undefeated. Who asterisk by their name? <laughs> Who wants to have the asterisk? I mean, he don't want to be Sammy like, Sosa. He really don't. Yeah, I don't, don't see that asterisk Because none of the boxing organization is sanctioned. It's not going to be on any boxing record. So it's not going to be asterisk. In the but, Floyd got, but, but, Floyd got a little, but Floyd got a little Trump in him. He got rabbit ears, and he's, he's, tender, he's sensitive. You know, he takes things... He takes things sensitive. He can't yeah, be walking around the streets in Las Vegas. Oh, what and, up, champ? And, and just, and, and just <laughs> like Trump, dollars and cents. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, Floyd, what up, so, champ? What, what do y'all make of the, the, whole, the whole situation with Bannon? I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know how to read it. I think, like, it's a grand scheme, like, the average person ain't going to get is just he now he's not like official White House, so he can do what he wants. Him and Trump can collude on some devious way in the world as Carmen San Diego type stuff now, and there's no like official <laughs> connection. So I mean, it is what it is. Buckle up. All right, can I let me let me share let me share some insight? Okay, and you guys are gonna say 
S1W, you crazy as hell. And I might be, okay? Huh? This is the biggest uh, setup in 2017. Okay? Let me give you let me give you a little history. And you could read this and research it and check it out. Bannon was in the Navy for like 10 years. He made it to the rank of 03, okay, which is uh, lieutenant, okay? He got out of the Navy because he, once you get passed over for promotion so many times, as an officer, you got to get out. So he got out. He served on a destroyer on the West Coast out of San Diego. After that, he went to the, the Pentagon and stuff like that. Then uh, he got into uh, to newspaper editing and all that good stuff. His position in the White House that he got through Trump choreographed very well, he's very strategic, was for the purpose of, hey, here I am, a former 03 in the Navy, got out, now... I've got admirals and generals reporting to me, and I'm telling them what the heck to do because I'm the main person to Donald Trump. So it got to the point where all the stuff that you heard over the past few weeks, I promise you, it's all choreographed and done on purpose. And it came to the point where Trump basically said, and again, this is my theory and my opinion, uh -huh. Man, you work more to me outside the White House than in here with me. And this is the biggest okey-doke that the media and everybody's falling for, and I ain't falling for it. So then, so then, what, get back out so, then so, so what about General Kelly then? You think he's okay with that? Oh, oh absolutely. He's got to be. Oh, man. And again, I thought he would at least I, have a backbone. You a general, you no, know. It's not, it's, not, it's not about a backbone, please. <laughs> And I explained that to you before. In the military, we follow orders, period. Even though somebody mm. got to fall on their sword and know the orders, quote-unquote, may be wrong, and even it may cause us our own life, we carry it out. We take an oath to do that. So what orders they, 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 orders. Didn't follow the, they didn't follow the transgender order. They told them, boy, they well, wasn't going to do that. Well, again, but, but listen, folks, listen. Again, here's the key. The president can verbally say whatever the heck he wants until it is put in writing from right. the Joint Chiefs of Staff to each right. secretary of the military department. It is not official. DOD, baby. Right. 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 Exactly. Okay? So, so, so again, how, does that work with, don't, how does that work with Bannon out of the, out, the office, though? So they, they're going to take orders from outside the office? Even though they no, don't no, 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 that's him saying that there is no quote-unquote official paperwork going to any of the service branches saying to make that happen. I know, but my point and is, you were just talking about the setup. You were talking about the setup. So I was saying, 
you're saying that Bannon can do something. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you're saying that he can, he can say something to the military. You went with his background with him being in the no, military. No, no, no. I'm saying Bannon, Bannon was in a position because the, when when he was the tree strategist to Mr. Trump before he got fired on uh, yesterday, he was in a position to where, like, you know, like a little kid on the playground, ha, 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 I got the ball now, and now you got to beg me and talk to me. I'm in a position, although your military rank outranked me to where I was in the military years ago, now as a okay. civilian, you got to listen right. to what the heck I'm saying. So it's an right. ego thing. Right. Okay. So again, so with Trump seeing the way things are going, and notice Bannon comments. Bannon, Bannon said what? Oh, these right supremacists are clowns. Come on, folks. That's the okie doke. He's the biggest white supremacist there is. <laughs> yeah, but he said he got so, his okay, hands on his weapons now. But he, he, what, he said though, he got his weapons. Like, here's why it's a setup, real talk. All right, so Bannon's behind Breitbart. You feel me? Breitbart yeah, is yeah. very influential to like the types that show up in Charlottesville. So let's be right. like once he got he got fired, put out a statement saying I, I'm like he put he actually had two, one with the Weekly Standard, which is the must read, and the one with Joshua Brown or whatever uh, paper he's with. Long story long, he was talking like cash money, like yo, now I got my hands back on my weapons, like I'm about to go thermonuclear against everybody that was against Trump. In corporate and media exactly. and the Congress, like so now it's like you got that that pit bull, like that you know you got that that home, like you got those cats, like they come in y'all, you really don't like mess with them like that, but you do business with them, like y'all cool, they associate level like that, but one day you like yo, I'm let I'm let this pit bull off the leash, he's off the leash now, and you don't have to ask Sarah how could be Sanders about it in the press conference now because he don't work for the White House, exactly, uh, and that's the key to because if, if he's in the White House. Everybody could go against him. Now he's at Bradbart. Can't nobody say nothing to him, and he could say what he want to say, do what he want to do, and get Trump folks back on board because he's starting to lose that base, lose things. So it's like, well, hey, Bannon man, we worth more to each other with you out of here than in here, and that's that exactly what the heck is going shit, on. That shit is gonna be that, that shit might boost up the the people behind him, but that's gonna tear down the Republican Party faster than anything because all the people knew what Bannon was. When he go out yeah. and he start talking crazy, it's going to yeah. make them look even crazy. Because they going to be like, so y'all going to try to act like y'all didn't know that shit? Yeah, but here's, the, here, here, here's part of the backlash for the quote-unquote Republican Party. Bannon is going to have the quote-unquote, the, the right-wing folks run against people like McConnell and... Paul Ryan and all those folks, they're going to split the vote. So Democrats are salivating now because they're going to have a chance to get some, pick up some doggone seats. So because he's going gonna after the Republicans either. that did they not push Trump agenda. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, all of this shit, the whole shit is about division. All of it is division. That's all this shit is about. They, the rich but again, but, 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 but think about it. Every military leader and like like my brother said that education and learning and strength and stuff is through folks that are that are leaders military leaders you know civil leaders stuff like that and everybody even dr king even brother malcolm even uh toussaint lovatro and then his 
couple of generals. Everybody had a divide and conquer strategy. You never right. keep everybody on the same page, okay? Right. <laughs> but you still right. got to have some semblance of a plan and overall infrastructure on how to execute, though. You know what I mean? I, you can I, be claimed this team, but still organized. Absolutely. But that's, that's, it, the, the, the people you see ain't the ones doing the planning, though. This go back to what, what uh, Bishop been saying. <laughs> right. Everybody, that make, everybody who's making the strategy is not the people you're looking at. The exactly. activity that you exactly. see is not the plan. That's just the, the distraction for the shit that, that's actually going on. So, right. And behind Hunter, the curtain. Right. right. And another, another, example, another example that folks got on Bannon about when he said that we hadn't, we have no, quote unquote, there is no solution, military solution to the Korean Peninsula. I've told Fees that for a long time now. And now he, he said it, which is the that's truth. Facts. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. <laughs> because anybody launched one, and I use the term cancer Christmas. Anybody yeah. who ever launched first, cancer Christmas for the world. Yeah. yeah. There is no surviving. So yeah. it was yeah, all for. But that's why they don't. That's why they don't want the proliferation of nuclear weapons, though. Because everybody who get them is just like the, the nigga on the block with a gun. Oh, you know but Vic. Oh, I meant to double back on something. To answer your question, why is it set up? What Trump been talking about since he's been in office? The leaks, the leaks, the leaks, the leakers, the leakers. Now Bannon ain't officially in the White House. Now you have the anti-leaker. You feel me? He go, Breitbart's going to be coming out with so much stuff it's going to make your head spin. Believe me. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's just balancing the equation. Now you have a loose cannon that can put stuff out in the fake news. You know what I mean? Like it's, they, it's, they got, it's they got brilliant. It's just why I just like a guy who doesn't really know what he's doing, making a brilliant move. Like what? Bannon <laughs> letting it? That was brilliant. I'm telling you, y'all don't get it. It's know, that's that's, that's a big payback. Office, I don't know, man. It just looked like a, a. I mean, everything they planned seemed to backfire. So we'll watch this one to see how it backfires. That's all I can say. Right. Because, you know what I mean, him having the ability to go and talk like that. I mean, just like him coming out there and talking like that. All the, Everybody that's looking at it got to say, well, you don't think he was talking like that in the White House? He was talking like that in the White House. And right. people knew that. You know what I'm saying? So how are you going to tell me you didn't hear that shit? You did hear the shit. You knew that shit. Yeah. Every all yeah, but you all gotta, those that back them boys knew that shit. Yeah, but you got to look at who the puppet master is, okay? The puppet master who controlling the strings? Exactly. Right. Okay, and and Trump has been controlling the strings from General Flynn, which he knew was a loose cannon from day one. All the folks that have gotten fired or left or whatever, okay? He knew he he knew it, but again. He is the puppet master. Man, I'll be you honest go. with you. To be honest with you, I think we don't know who the puppet master is. I think we we have a it's like a shadow that we see, but we ain't we yeah. don't know the name of the people. Trump ain't Trump ain't that bright. This this this. I don't want to shout out the Illuminati, but there's something behind the veil that we don't know. Cause no, nah, Trump. That's a, that's mm -hmm. a, there's, there, there is something there is something behind the veil, and it's not a matter about him being smart. He's carrying out 
the orders that he's told to do. Or or the and, way he's being guided. You know what I'm saying? It might not even be what he thinks or what somebody's telling him, but the positions that he's being put in. Cloning center. Like like the presidency. I knew that fool wouldn't be able to run no fucking presidency. <laughs> oh, real quick, about to pivot real quick, uh, window of greatness for this week, um, where we give uh, holistic uh, relationship advice. This one comes from Kika January. Uh, my husband of three years has a lot of Facebook friends, many whom he does not know. When he likes public pictures, they show up in my news feed. I don't have a problem with him liking pictures of models or actresses, but a lot of the girls' pictures he likes are just random girls from our town that he doesn't know. Should I be okay with this? What what advice would y'all give to Kika January? Murder the social media, or <laughs> or have a shared social media. That she Straight shouldn't up. be asking us whether or not yeah. she should be asking us whether or not how she she shouldn't be asking us how she should feel. That basically two two words two words fees mm. and respect. Uh, I don't yeah, know those, those, those two words are difficult you gotta, you for people. You gotta talk about it. If you feel some type of way about it, you gotta talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you feel some type of way, and you go and talk to them, that man or woman or whatever, and they don't respect how you feel about it, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's just the bottom line. And as women, we gotta demand our respect. She she gotta say something. She can't just let him do yeah. that. Bother her. She has to let him know, and she has to demand her respect. You will not disrespect me. You need to stop picking on that. To, to play devil's advocate, oh, I got a message from the equestrian. He said because we didn't introduce him and we told him to uh, chill out with the background noise that uh, he's moving on. So um, shout out to the equestrian. We appreciate you. You know what I mean? Happy trails. Uh, to be petty. I just want I just wanted to share the message. But Sierra, something to put on a T-shirt though, like. Yeah. Females, females trust respect, but very few females respect trust. You know what I mean? You gotta earn it. It could be lost so flimsy over something that ain't even true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets kind of tricky. That you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's, trust that's, respect. That's, that's a good. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But what overshadows the trust and respect is that crazy four letter word that we get all hyped up and caught up with. That's called love. Ain't no love mm. if there's no trust and respect. To hell with love. Okay? Mm. Keep keep the love. Just give me trust and respect, man. And if you give me trust, oh, I agree respect, with that one. Don't need your love. Mm. Right. What? Well, 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 right. I mean, he I, said I think, that. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that. I agree with what he said. Like, it, I'd rather you trust. I'd rather be able to trust you and and have my respect. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you don't give me those things, then you obviously don't love me. I need that. I mean, I need that. Right, right, right. So, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about the word love? Like we we've been talking about this whole uh, podcast about you know back and forth about definition, and I think that people have, I think people communication be messed up on definition. When people talk about love, guys and girls, men and women. They have different ideas about what they talking about, and that's why that's what that's what's the problem. You know what I'm saying? I think that love, the Maybe. substance of love, 
the substance of it is not what we think we not what we communicate when we, we three minutes out. You know what I'm saying? I look at the whole concept of love as kind of a choice. You understand? Mm. Like this, this is a choice Indeed. that you're giving. That you're you're actually choosing to love someone. Like Talk to people, we have this thing about love, and we we act like it's something that we can't help doing, or can't help to not do. No, it, it's it's a choice. This is something that you are choosing to do. You're choosing to put that emotion into someone or something. So when we're talking about the aspects of love, like, yeah, okay, love is cool. But, yeah, I do agree to have the trust and respect. I think that that overshadows love in the Too greatest out. of ways. So, yeah, I feel you yeah, and and love. There's there's something called agape love. That means that uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you unconditionally. That's Meaning right. what? Meaning what? You hurt me. You respect me. You don't respect me. I'm gonna love you. However, oh, a minute and a half out. If you don't give me those two, and this is again. This is according to S1W, trust and respect, okay? But when you talk about love, agape love is unconditional. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, is, again, a choice. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to call in. Thank everybody for listening to the show. Even though we didn't check in, we'll have to um, make sure we address everybody who took the time to give us an amazing show this week. want to shout out the Naked Body Line. want to shout out Inclusive Bijou. Uh, shout out to thekali.com, Thiefy Poo. Hopefully the quality is better on this episode. The Equestrian. Don't be so sensitive, my man. We still love you, fam. Even though you found... Oh, hey, Pops, they don't remember that... Uh, you with the um, you with the school with Quill and Tifa, correct? Yeah. Hold on. Who else was it you went to school with, too? I, I went to school with uh, with uh, Whitney and uh, Gary Garlin, who was uh, her half-brother. And he changed his name to Gary Houston to get into that money. Before Shout out to East Orange High School. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Gay Radio. Thank y'all. Great episode. Yeah, buddy. The episode's about to end. What? I appreciate you. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. Now with the same old song, different key, different women. But I don't miss a beat when I listen to the rhythm. Play my part, so it ain't my fault if you ain't on the chord with me. Now with the same old song, different key, different women. But I don't miss a beat when I listen to the rhythm. I play my part, so it ain't my fault if you ain't on tour with me. Yeah. You telling me she been humming my melody. If love is a crime, my time with her is a felony. 
When I met her, she was singing the blues. Then my fingers started strumming, now she's singing in tune. Yeah, I gave her that percussion, helped her get in the groove. She put her limbs up on my trumpet, and she did what she do. Now the mix is loving, dubbing, and the feeling is smooth. She put the shit that got corrupted, and we riffing, cause you wanna be the fucking drummer, got the rhythm confused. Yeah, I'll be, we don't speak, and you missing your cues. I won't be, though I love her, had the bitter ado. So we had a long discussion about splitting the group. Now, every other woman is singing a tune that sounds similar. I find myself thinking of you. And I remember the jingle you was listening to. And I find myself singing, what's a nigga to do? Cause it's the same old song, different key, different women. Now I miss a beat when I listen to the rhythm. I play my part, so it ain't my fault if you waiting on the call with me. Now with the same old song, different key, different women And I don't miss a beat when I listen to the rhythm I play my part so it ain't my fault If you ain't on tour with me nah, nah.